You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. We're a man down. We're a couple pounds lighter. It's just King Josh, Josh the King, and the Fantasy Fish. How you doing? Good, man. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Big Rome's actually a uh, high school football coach, so he's he's doing that on Fridays. But we still wanted to drop some content for you guys before uh, you know drafts are happening. Like we have our home league draft uh, this weekend. And then, you know, so probably this weekend, next weekend, there's going to be some drafts going on. So we wanted to make sure we, so today's episode, we'll just touch base on some of the news and noise that have come out over today. And and then we're going to go over some, you know, we're going to reiterate some of our draft strategy stuff that we talked about. And then uh, we got some fan questions here to wrap up the show. So let's, let's dive right in. So uh, Panthers played tonight, DJ Moore, six of six for 48 yards, no touchdowns, but not a not a bad stat line to see Darnold looking his way. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Sam Darnold, actually, uh, I watched very little of it because my son's at home sick right now, but I did get to check it out a little bit, and he looked he looked pretty clean for Sam Darnold. Yeah, well, it says uh, 19 of 25 for 162 and two touchdowns, no picks, so that's... Yeah. And that's limited action with the final week of the preseason. That's pretty good. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. Eight for nine, 117, two touchdowns. I like this one. Tyreek Hill caught his only target for 35-yard touchdown. Is that, that, is that like not the most Tyreek Hill stat yeah, line? That's probably like the only play he was in. He's like, all right, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, obviously not, not a ton of news going on this week. Uh, at least nothing massive. But, I mean, it's just nice to see that football's underway. Back in the swing of things, it's getting close. Yeah, well, we got, you know, this is the final week of preseason, and then it looks like we're going to be, uh, you know, ready to rock and roll. Oh, here, here's the thing I kind of want to touch base on. The the Atlanta Falcons are planning on using Kyle Pitts all over the formation to try to find exploitable matchups. Now, to me, that is more noise than news because it's still the unknown, still a rookie. I mean, granted, they have the bad defense, Matt Ryan's going to probably throw it 600 times. I, do, I mean, it is promising that they're going to use them all over the field. But for all we know, it's going to just be more of a decoy dummy kind of thing. Yeah, we don't know. Just because you put somebody there doesn't mean they're going to be productive there either, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. he's productive everywhere in college, but a lot of people are productive everywhere in college. Exactly. And, they are, and they aren't in the NFL. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean – Kind of like um, either you or Big Rome mentioned it. Like, how cool would it be for Kyle Pitts to be a thing to get a new superstar tight end in fantasy? I mean, it's still too rich for my blood, but I mean, oh, I I mentioned it. I said it would be awesome for not only fantasy but for football in general to have more superstars in that position. Yeah, I I still wouldn't draft him this year, but if he is good, then next year definitely would be something I'd consider. You know, well, why I just want not to see I mean, something. He, the the athleticism obviously look great in college. He's six six, like two hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, why not? I mean, get wide receiver speed and hands, but in a big ass body like that. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. I don't know. I, I, that looks like that's just about it for news and noise. I don't really see much else. 
Yeah, a lot of people aren't playing this week and stuff. Everything's just who's practicing and who's not, and it's not that important. Yeah. So let's uh, let's recap some of the draft strategies that we talked about. So one one thing I'm still going to keep harping on is um, just wait on a quarterback. So I was talking to a guy uh, today, and he was like, "Hey, I got Patrick Mahomes in the second round," and I was like, "Congratulations." But he said he has like no running backs, like the rest of his roster sucks. And I told him, you know, yeah, Pat Mahomes in the second, third is is cool. It's sexy, the big name. But I mean, Justin Herbert's available in the eighth. Ryan Tannehill's in the ninth or tenth. I'd much rather go that route because then fill up all that depth. That's just that's what that's my key thing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the quarterbacks early. I have done it in the past and I have seen it work. I know it can work. And I, I told you this pre-show. I feel like that's one of the strategies that if it's like your first or second year doing fantasy, just stay away from it. Do the two running back or a good wide receiver, good running back, and then, you know, in the third round, grab your next running back. You can win doing that strategy, but you have to be very particular about the players you pick, and then you also have to be very active on the waiver wires. Oh, yeah. Try to make trades. Yeah. Well, I mean, you – you don't win the the league at, at the, the draft. draft. It's yeah. all about waivers and trades and stuff. But the draft does build that foundation for your roster. So, I mean, if you already pigeonholed yourself because you took a quarterback early, you're kind of screwed. That's why, like, I mean, and then running back is by far the thinnest position in fantasy. Well, I, I take that back. Tight end is, but you can find decent value late. You're not going to find the same value late on running back. That's why another thing I'm going to say, I'm tired on fantasy Twitter seeing, you know, analysts and Twitter guys talk about zero running back. That is an absolute trash strategy. Like, why would you do that? Because the sleeper bowl with all the big celebrity famous people just happened. And some people went zero strategy. I'm sorry, zero running back strategy. But then if you look at the running backs, it's terrible. So um, I I don't know who this gentleman is. I'm not going to assume his name, but he went essentially zero running back. He took Jonathan Taylor in the first round, which is great, but then he waited. And now a second running back is Josh Jacobs. Who's injury prone. And he's going to share a backfield. I I'm not a fan of that. Another guy went Kelsey early wide receiver early. Now his running backs are JK Dobbins and Raheem Mostert and Mostert is going to get hurt. It's just a matter of when, you know, so it's just, he already got hurt. Yeah. He's hurt right now. Yeah. That's what I mean. It, that's kind of the thing is like, maybe the, those guys, are you know they're all expert fantasy analysts analysts, but so maybe they have some strategy or some waiver wire pickups that they got to do. One of the guys on the rosters, I forget which one it was that we we're talking about, but he didn't pick a defense or a kicker, which are part of the roster in that league. So even then, even when he has these deeper running backs, that's probably who he needs to cut to mm-hmm. fill the defense and kicker. So I I agree. I don't I don't like the strategy. I know you can win with it if you. You know, you just have stacked receivers and stuff. I just, I'd prefer to have a more balanced team. Well, especially when we did our uh, hot and bothered wide receivers episode, there's so much depth at wide receiver. Load up on running backs early. Although, I mean, a strategy that I've been kind of employing, which I'm, you know, hey, for those that listen to the show that in our home league, I have the 12th pick in our, our big money home league. I'm probably going to go Kelsey Gibson, but at least then I lock up the number one tight end and I have a top end running back in Gibson. 
you know, so I don't hate that. But again, I'm trying to get running backs early. Now, our home league is absolutely the worst at that because there will be 50 running backs in like the first five rounds, it seems. It's absolutely insane. Right. And then like last year, two years ago, we tried to add make it go to PPR. And then now we're adding a receiver to try to negate that. So hopefully it changes. Yeah, I'm hoping so. But, uh, but yeah, you know, just, and then another thing we've said before, you know, stay fluid with your draft ADP doesn't mean everything. It's just, it, it's the average draft position, meaning that's roughly where they're getting taken. Oh. And then another thing that actually I didn't bring up, but I want to bring up now is just because you drafted a player earlier than another player, you can still start the later drafted player over someone you drafted earlier, play the matchups, you know, use that to your right. advantage. Yeah. That's very important. You, just, you can draft a player that's. Your, I mean, your first round pick, you're probably going to start. Your second round pick, you're probably going to start. But once you start getting into like the th- the fourth, maybe those players, there's people that you could draft later that have higher upside just because of the team they're playing against. Like you said, the matchup and the, maybe the first week somebody's playing a really strong defense and it's like yeah they're a good player, but the other players playing the Jaguars. Yeah, like like let's say you have a like a Tyler Lockett, you know, good PPR value, great wide receiver. But like, let's say they're taking on, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best defenses in football. But then you got Corey Davis, who you drafted much later, and they're taking on the Houston Texans, or they're taking on, you know, one of these bad defenses out there. Like, play the matchups now. Yeah, okay, maybe that's a bad example because you know Corey Davis over Tyler Lockett. But my point being is just, just because you drafted a guy earlier than another guy doesn't mean you have to play that guy because you drafted him early. Yeah, and you gotta pick your shots, right? So, and. That's part of fantasy too. Is sometimes you're going to be wrong. Yeah. So, so you do you do just got to use your best judgment, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's good to think about, and don't always look at the projected numbers on the whatever app you're oh, using projected for the hate, week. I kind of hate when they do that because they're always off by a lot. And the other thing is, there will be two players in your team that are separated by two points, and you know that it, it's not going to be two-point difference in the end. It's going to be more drastic than that in most cases. Yeah, I mean, you'll look at a running back and you're like, oh, he's projected for 12, but this guy's projected for 15, so he's going to be much better. But then you're like, well, the guy who's projected for 15 is taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, so they're probably not. he's probably going to be closer to you know the 12 than the 15. But the guy who's projected for 12, you know, taking on another bad defense, will play the guy that's projected for 12. Part of it too is the, the game situation, or the yeah, the game situation, but also like the the usage of the player. There's a lot of running backs, in particular, who get projected low numbers, like ten or below, who are strictly goal line backs. If they mm-hmm. fall in the end zone for two touchdowns, that's twelve points. Yeah, well, wasn't and it, then um... and you could end up with fifty yards and two touchdowns just from some spot work. So, well, there was a uh, Jordan Howard last year. Now, granted, no one started him, but there was a game where he was like two carries for three yards, but had two touchdowns, you know, and, and it drove me crazy because I was a Miles Gaskin manager and he was losing all the goal line work to Jordan Howard. But I mean, that's just what happens though. But yeah, it's football. It's, it's, that's why you got to know your game scripts, right? Miles Gaskin in that situation, you were really wanting to get some 15 or longer touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Because once you're within the 10, it's going to be Jordan Howard. So, Or you're hoping that, you know, a guy like Miles Gaskin makes up for the lack of touchdowns with, you know, especially if you're half or full point PPR, you're like, I need the six catches for 33 yards and, yeah. you know, 
10 carries for 50 yards to offset the the no touchdowns but you know but again but also you know and then it's good to have a strategy going into a draft like you have your players you know do your mock draft mock you know mock drafts are free they take no you know especially with um you know you can set your own clocks the the computer will auto draft everybody for you outside of your picks do mock drafts, kind of see what rosters look like. You can try to employ different strategies. Now, not, you know, every league's different. People draft differently. But it's a good idea of what your roster could look like. But at the same time, you know there's always going to be that one guy who's, you know, he's a big, I don't know, Tampa Bay, big Tom Brady fan. And he's going to take Tom Brady in the fifth round. Don't let that throw off. Don't let that throw off your, don't make, you know, don't go, oh, my God. Well, he took a quarterback, so I should take a quarterback right now. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Yeah, you should pay attention to runs where it's like five in a row and you're running out of options, but you shouldn't pay attention to people that are just doing something peculiar for their roster. Yeah. I mean, runs are important because you don't want to be the guy who's left without. But again, and also we've said it before too, look at what other players other owners have if he if one guy's got you know four wide receivers and you need a wide receiver and you're like you know he's probably not going to take one he's probably going to go for a running back he's probably going to go for a tight end he's probably going to go for a quarterback so just pay attention to what other people are doing and then you know actually this kind of also reminds me too this is more of an in-season thing but pay attention to who people drop when they pick up somebody because if they pick someone up Someone had to be dropped, and sometimes it's a good player. So, yeah, sometimes people have to drop somebody they don't want to to get somebody to start in the spot. So, yeah, one hundred percent. I don't. I, I think we've covered our bases pretty well on tips and hints and stuff like that. Especially, you know, we did a live mock draft. Um, if there's anything else you kind of want to cover, I'm fine. Unless you want, you're ready to get into the fan questions. No, I think I'm ready to get into these questions. I mean, drafting it if it's your first couple seasons it comes with practice. Just yeah. try to try to think of all the different advice you get and use it to your advantage. Yeah, well, hey, for years when I was a brand new fantasy player, you know, I would try to take an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees with like my first or second pick because quarterbacks score the most points. So I wanted to have the guy that scored the most points. But that quickly I learned that that was not a good strategy. And, you know, then over years and time, you know, now I've been playing fantasy football for you know, almost 20 years, it's, it's, you know, time and experience practice, just like anything else. So absolutely like anal, it's not going to be comfortable the first time it takes practice, but you'll like it in the end. Exactly. All right. So let's take a look at some of these fan questions. Uh, first, right off the bat, the outlook on uh, quarterback Dak Prescott is exciting to me. Do you think he will have the same success he had when he was healthy last season? Yes. What about you? And I'll tell you why, but what's your, I guess I can go into why I think so first. First of all, he's got a great running back behind him, a great offensive line in front of him. So the game's opened up. They can really run any plays they want successfully. And second of all, he's got great receivers around him. Yeah. And two pretty decent tight ends. So they can really run all the plays they want and get mismatches on any, almost any play. Yeah. Now, now granted, you know, the stat would have been different at the end of the year, but before the injury, he was on pace for almost 7,000 yards. And like you said, they Zeke, Zeke looks like he's in better shape coming into this season. He has probably possibly the best wide receiver core in the entire football league. They have a terrible defense. 
Uh, you got, like I said, got a stud running back. I, I can only, I, I, I would you be shocked if Dak was the number one quarterback this year? No, not at all. Exactly. Mostly because all the things we just mentioned, especially that defense, it's going to have to involve him at certain points in games. Exactly. Uh, next question. Do you think Baker Mayfield can be a top 15 fantasy quarterback? Can he be? Yes. Will he be? Probably not. Yeah. That That's exactly my sentiment. I mean, in theory, he could be. They have one of the best offensive lines in all of football. Um, which is, which is great. But I mean, his best fan. So the last three, this is, we're coming into his fourth season. He was quarterback 16, 18, 18. I mean, the, the potential to be better is up there. I don't know. I think that's right about where he's going to be now. If he is mm-hmm. in the top 15, he's going to be like number 15. They run the ball too much. Their exactly. team's good enough to where they can, they can have a good game script where they don't need to pass a lot. I mean, they're going to lose games, and they may end up in those situations in some games. But that's just not the type of team that they are. Yeah. I mean, you you got a plus defense. And, you know, and then you do have good wide receivers. And, but, you know, with Nick Chubb being one of the best pure runners in the league, who's even facing stacked boxes, he's still running all over everybody. And then not to mention, he has Kareem Hunt spelling him, who would be a starter on just about any other football team in the league. I just, I don't see a, I, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan. I think he was, I, I just, I, you know, I don't, I, I've never been a big fan of his, even back in his college days. He should be better at fantasy football, but I think his ceiling is quarterback 15. I don't think it gets much better than that. Like, I mean, and realistically, there's not 15 quarterbacks in fantasy. I mean, there's more than 15 quarterbacks in fantasy that I would draft before I would draft Baker Mayfield. Yeah, me too. Uh, moving on. If you punt the tight end position, who are you drafting late? I've been keeping my eyes on guys like uh, Gerald Everett, Anthony Ferkser, Adam Troutman's now getting pricey. Who do you like late? Well, Troutman won't be pricey anymore because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm a big fan. Of, we talked about this on yesterday's show. Talked about it was our tight end episode. Big fan of Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. He's currently going anywhere depending upon your league. Probably in, around the tight end twelve towards fifteen. Toward maybe some leagues not being drafted. I'd say he's my favorite late round target right now. But there are some others. Uh, what do you, would, would you go for there, Josh? Yeah, well, I was going to say they should just listen to our last episode because we talked about tight ends. They must not have listened to it yet. But I like, I still like Gasecki. You know, he's going in the eight through ten ish round. I, I think his upside's huge. Like I said, big, big homer for him this year. I like Tyler. Well, you know what's funny? I'm actually slowly getting off the Tyler Higby train. I was a big Tyler Higby homer, but. In past seasons, Matt Stafford never really looked tight end, and I don't think he will start all of a sudden. Um, Gerald Everett is actually a good name they brought up, too. Um, you know, they've been saying there's a lot of rapport building with R- Russell Wilson out there. And I mean, hey, if you got to cover Lockett, you got to cover DK, that leaves Everett with the mismatch. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that. And then again, deep, deep sleeper, but big touchdown upside. I like Jared Cook. I just, you know, he's, he's a touch, he's got a nose for the end zone. If he can stay healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if, because like we talked about in the tight end episode, all you really want from your tight end is like 30 yards and a touchdown or 60 yards and no touchdowns. To me, that's a decent tight end game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jared Cook 
almost every game is like 11 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he's pretty much been that way forever. So if he's healthy, you kind of expect it. Man. It's not a bad play either. Uh, another question. How, what are your guys' thoughts on handcuffing your own running backs? Don't like it. I don't really like handcuffs in general. I don't want a backup running back. I know at some mm. point you're going to have to take someone that's a backup running back, but I just don't like it. It's, you're yeah. wasting a roster spot for someone you're not going to play unless there's an injury. 100%. No, see, that, that that's my thing too is um, – I'm not a big handcuff fan. Like 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 Fish just said, you are probably going to draft a backup running back at some point in time. But the problem is this. If you even if you have like a Zeke and you draft a Pollard, you have to understand that there's going to be a downgrade at your running back position because you he's not if he was better than Zeke, he'd be the starter, not the backup. So you're going to lose points that way. You clogged up a bench spot. I mean, if I have to draft a handcuff, I'm going to draft someone else's handcuff because then I have trade bait it's, you know, then I have the upside because it, granted, like I said, if let's say fish has Zeke and I have Tony Pollard, Zeke gets hurt. Now I have the upside of Zeke's replacement and, you know, it didn't really cost me much. So I just, I don't know. It's, you're going to draft handcuffs, but I'm not a big fan of having my own handcuff. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, moving on. Should I overreact and scoop up Marcus Callaway in every single league, or am I just crazy? Where is the question on Marcus Callaway? That's my biggest thing, too, is he's getting pumped up, but you don't really have a good answer to, I mean, you could see like where the ADP is now, but we don't really have a good answer of where he should be mm -hmm. in drafts. Uh, if, you, if you can get him after your all, got all your starters and maybe have one or two solid backups. So maybe like the 11th round on sure. Yeah. Th that, that was my thought too. Like it, the answer is yes. If the price is, I'm not going to up pay for him for, okay. Yeah. So fine. He's the number one wide receiver for X amount of weeks until Michael Thomas comes back. Then he takes the back seat. And then, I mean, sure. Maybe, but it, like you said, if he's available late, yeah, I'll take him. Like if I already have, three, four wide receivers and he's on the board and I'm not a big fan of anything out there. I'll take him. Right. And Michael Thomas will come back, but he's still going to play. So it's not like a total waste or anything. It's just, it's hard to say. Like he's being drafted by Russell Gage, T.Y. Hilton right now. That could totally change. He kind of seems to keep moving up and the more he moves up, the less I'm intrigued. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if all of a sudden people are taking him in like the, seventh round i'm like nope nope gross but you know if you're in double digits yeah why not like because by then you should have a full lineup yeah i'll take it i'll take a flyer on him who do you think of all the rookie wide receivers is this year's justin jefferson nobody <laughs> i i'd have to look at all the rookie wide receivers i think that yeah, I think nobody is the answer to the question. Mm. If I think if I have to pick somebody who's going to be the most productive out of the rookie wide receivers, like I said, I probably should look at a list of rookies. But I, I'll tell you what, it's not going to be T. Higgins. I don't know why I think that. I just I don't think it will be T. Higgins at all. 
I'd say Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. By I'd, T. Higgins, you mean Jamar Chase? Oh, yeah, I did mean Jamar <laughs> Chase. It's, it's his buddy. I can kind of see that. My Jalen Waddle's a good one. I wouldn't be surprised if it sounds crazy and he's not going to, and I agree with you. There's not going to be another Justin Jefferson. I mean, that, that was just an outstanding number, but I kind of like Amon Ross St. Brown in Detroit just because you got no one else outside of Hawkinson by necessity. Plus he's playing the slot. Jared Goff loved Robert Woods. He made Robert Woods a fantasy superstar. Um, So, I mean, I could see big things coming from him. And then, I mean, depending on on how um, Jalen Hurts plays, I mean, I guess you can't really sleep on Devonta Smith. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about both of those. Yeah, I mean, he was the Heisman Trophy winner. Amazing in college. Just absolutely outstanding. I kind of, I wish he would have gone to a different team with a more solidified quarterback. The reason I picked Waddle, though, is I thought about St. Brown and Smith, too. They're not on good enough offenses to yeah. do what just, Justin Jefferson did. And then Jamar Chase, there's too many receivers. Mm-hmm. And I know Miami has some kind of new, some kind of pretty decent receivers, nothing special, but like Will Fuller gets hurt a lot. There's just a lot more opportunity there for him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Would you trade CD Lamb straight up for Keenan Allen in a redraft PPR league? CD Lamb for Keenan Allen? Yeah, like let's say you're the CD Lamb owner and someone offered you Keenan Allen for him straight up in a season long PPR. I'd probably take Keenan Allen. That's what, my thought was yes, because, well, one, I have Keenan Allen ranked higher than. Uh, yeah, me too. Than than Lamb, there's less mouse to feed. Keenan Allen is the number one wide receiver for the Chargers, and Herbert looks his way. Not saying that Lamb isn't, but with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, there's just too many people. And now the Chargers have, you know, they have decent receivers, but Mike Williams is usually banged up. Josh Palmer's a rookie. You know, so yeah, I love Keenan Allen. I I don't have my rankings directly in front of me, and I should have them up, but. I think I have Keenan Allen. I think I have him in the top. I think he might be a top 10 wide receiver for me. I have him in the top 10 and I have CeeDee Lamb in the top 15. So they're close, but everything you said is exactly why. They're both good offenses. So it's not like you're going to get some offensive upside from one team. Yeah. But Dallas just has more ways to spread the ball around right now. Yeah. Um, Mm. Same. I actually, I have Keenan Allen as my wide receiver six. And C.D. Lamb is my wide receiver 13. So, yeah, I mean, my rankings say I would go that route. Yep, I agree. And our last question for the night. Do you think Daryl Henderson will hold off Sony Michelle to be the Rams running back one this year? No. I don't know how long it will take for Sony Michelle to take over. And I think he's going to be the number one. But say that with a grain of salt because I do think it could be something like a 60-40 workload. And also, Sonny Michelle's just as injury-prone as Daryl Henderson is. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think it's like, I mean, actually, I think we even talked about it in the last episode too. You guys got, go back and listen. But I think I said by like week four or five, Sonny Michelle will probably, a, a pending health, but you could say about any backfield. But assuming health, 
Sony Michelle will be the running back one eventually because his skill sets closer to Cam Akers than Daryl Henderson is to Cam Akers. Plus, like I've said 7,000 times, if the Rams were sold on Henderson, they wouldn't be bringing bodies in. So, you know, you let Malcolm right. Brown go because you thought you had Cam Akers. Now I bet they wish they still had Malcolm Brown. You know, they let Todd Gurley go. Although I think Gurley was gone before Henderson. But still, but then, he was. you know, Henderson was literally a, a third-round rookie the previous year, and then they spent a second-round pick on Cam Akers. So I just, I, I don't buy it. I, I'm kind of avoiding that running back situation at this point. Yeah, from, I mean. From the Rams. I would draft Henderson and or Michelle, but late. I mean, I liked Henderson when he was like the only guy. Yeah, I love running. I mean, backs I wasn't like the only guy. Super high on him, but like for what it was. Yeah, but a fourth round pick for the starting running back on a team, I liked it. Yeah, but now there's no way I would spend a fourth round pick on Henderson. No. I mean, if he fell to seven, eight, yeah, sure, why Seven's not? Seven's where I'd start considering him. Yeah, because then I could have. You know, two running backs, three wide receivers, maybe three running backs, maybe one tight end, two running backs. But maybe you, get, pretty maybe you much, got Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'd probably have most of my roster. Like if I got him, he wouldn't be starting. No, he would be my bench guy. He'd be my bench guy, and then I would kind of wait to see what happens, and then I'd you know plug and play him. But exactly. So hey, you know, I think that'll wrap it up for us tonight. We want to just get a little short, quick episode for you guys and. You know, hey, be be men of the people. Answer your questions on the podcast. How fun is that? Could you imagine you're listening to this and all of a sudden your question was answered by us? We wrote, we, our mouth spoke your question into existence. But yeah, hey, well, good luck with your drafts. I know a lot of them are happening this weekend. Um, we got some more football this weekend. So please pray, fantasy gods, please no more injuries. Like we've, we've been through enough. But, um, hey, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for supporting us. Um, you know, get us on the social medias at Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in your emails to FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And on behalf of Big Rome, King Josh, Josh the King, the Fantasy Fish, have a good one. <laughs>